The Great Search, brought to you by DigiKey and Adafruit. Every single week, Lady Ada uses the power of engineering to help you, you, yes, you, find things you? that are hard to find because we're in a global part shortage. Lady Ada, what is The Great Search this week? Okay, this week, um, I'm actually working more on the feathering that I started last week. Last week, The Great Search was on finding an RS-232 transceiver chip that would take TTL logic at 3 volts and convert to plus or minus six volt logic. And so we sourced a part, the Max 3232. Um, I think it's wonderful, it's available in a couple different packages. It's in stock, uh, so check out last week's Great Search if you're curious. Um, and then this week, so as I was working on this, I was like, you know, one of the things that we've had requests for is not just an RS-232 wing, which I'm designing, um, but it's also reminded me of an RS-485 wing. So RS-232 is TTL serial, but with very wide voltage range. So instead of having um, zero to three volts, it's like plus or minus six volts. So it solves the problem of like how to get the signal very far by just making the voltage four times larger, which is like a totally valid way of doing it. Um, for RS-485, um, also known sometimes as DMX, does it a little differently. Um, instead of just making the voltage swing higher, it does a differential signal. It's a little bit like CAN bus. Um, so, you know, for RS-485 is used for industrial purposes. Again, it's also used for uh, DMX. It's like a multi-tap system. It's like it's, it uses TTL, but it's a little bit more going on. And um, I thought, you know, uh, let's go to the computer because I'm, I'm just doing computer stuff. I thought that I had so much room, you know, here because it's this is ignore this Ada logger. It's not an Ada logger. I just uh, I just recycled the Ada logger layout. You know, I was gonna have the RS sorry the the DE nine over here on the edge. You don't have to hand solder it, but you know that way it, it fits nicely. And then a terminal block over here with RX TX and ground. Um, but I have a lot of space left over and so I thought like oh I can make this be like a combo because you know a lot of times if you're using um RS-232 you know you're often also interested in RS-485 because you're just like how can I have this long distance serial transmission and um so what's interesting is I actually uh oh shoot I uh hold on I want to look up the RS-485 yeah so, um, so it's looking around for like RS-45, and I actually saw this design from Teeny Sign, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of what I want. It has, you know, you can select RS-45 or RS-232, um, and then there's, you know, this SP-232X or something here, um, and then there is the uh, adapter chip here. This is a Max uh, 461, and then you can see that it's like you can have one or the other, and I thought, like, that would be pretty handy um you know you'd, uh, you'd have a switch to enable or disable either chip uh, maybe disconnect it completely um and also you know if it can't necessarily use both at the same time although you know just because of the, the voltage i don't want to necessarily mess up um the, the the voltage outputs um what i could do is you know only pick and place the parts for one or the other that could also be a design because it would be like so similar. And again, I have that space. I might as well maybe make a design that can do either or both. So um, this was kind of uh, interesting and inspiring, but what I need is to get a transceiver. Now the thing is I've never actually used RS-485, so I'm gonna have to pick up something that I can use as a 
um, like the other side, I'll have to pick up some DMX light or something. Um, whereas I showed you last week, the the space ball has RS-232. RS-232 is like kind of everywhere. That's very easy to get. Um, RS-45, I don't have anything, but it's a common request. And so I think it's a, it's a worthwhile thing for uh, me to add on. So um, RS-45, you know, there's a Wikipedia article and it's, um, it's basically a, a, you know, instead of, um, instead of a, a you know single you know one for you rx one for tx there's, there's bidirectional uh sorry differential lines that go up and down um and that's how they they you know they also have idle where they're both sitting at zero volts there's no um there's like negative positive and zero and so you could actually have the bus be shared uh and then for dmx i have to make sure that it's more than um 250 uh kilobit per second, but it looks like it can go up to 10 megabit per second. So uh, when I went to DigiKey, um, so the good news is that if you like search for RS-485, there's um, a ton of converters and adapters, and there's also the transceivers. Um, so to start with, uh, one thing that was interesting actually is there is um, some chips that are both RS-232 and RS-485. Um, they tended to be more expensive. So if I apply, you know, I did look and I was like, oh, that's interesting that there's combo chips. Like somebody else had the same idea of like, oh, like why well, have one when you can have two? The problem is that the chips, like, you know, they look amazing. This Max 3160 uh, is super awesome, but it's 12 bucks a piece. And um, while I'm sure it's absolutely worth every penny, it would be kind of, I, I'm like, ah, I think I, I'm, I have enough room. I think let's just have two chips. And um, let's do it that way. So I ended up not, um, you know, I, I ended up not wanting a multi-protocol. Um, I'm just going to select a RS-45. And then um, there's isolated. Well, let's first pick active only because I only care about chips that are currently available. Um, and then there's driver, receiver, and transceiver, which I don't really know the difference, but what I do care about is how many drivers, receivers. And I want, I don't want to have just receivers, I just want transmitters, I want transceivers. So you look at the one, one, and two, two. So it's like either once, you know, RX and TX, or um, two TX, two RX. Like we showed with the last week, we had a two, two um, RS-232 transceiver. Um, so there's isolated ones. Uh, again, I'll show that. I, I did look at these real briefly. And, and these are cool. They're all out of stock. And they're a little bit more expensive. Um, but I did think it was, you know, it's something to look into if we can eventually get them in stock. They're, they're a little bit bigger. Um, they're 16 SOIC and they're also completely unavailable, like most chips. Um, but there could be some purpose for a, an isolated um, RS-45. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. You know, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, so, uh, looking at just the RS-485 non-isolated transceivers, uh, we also only want surface mount parts because I'm not going to solder through hole. Um, for the data rate, I do have to make sure that it does, uh, 250, kilobot or above looks like it goes to like almost infinite basically i just don't want the ones that are guaranteed to be slow just wasn't that many and there's still a lot of options so i'm going to go for only ones that are normally in stock 
and in stock, like ones that are stocking and available. Uh, and that gets me down to, you know, I think a couple hundred options. And then it looks like, you know, a common, there's like a jelly bean um, part layout that's an 8 SOIC. It kinda, I looked around at some other um, RS-485 transceiver chips, like setups and, and breakouts. And they all seem to use like these 8 SOIC because it tends to be just like 1RX and 1TX. So um, while I may change my mind later, I'm going to kind of go with this standard 8 SOIC package. I'm going to select that. Um, and the reason being that you know, these transceivers, like CAN transceivers, it, le it looks like there's a lot of makers and they're all kind of the same and it's a very generic part, um, which is good because it means that if it's out of stock one, you know, from one supplier, I can switch over to the other. So I kind of want to stick to this kind of standard um, layout. The next thing is whether I want it to be half or full duplex. And to be honest, I'm actually not sure, but I think I want full duplex because I want it to automatically transmit and receive. Although I have to look into that because again, I'm like, as I'm looking into this, it's like, oh, there's all these little like, it's like, it's so simple, but there's all these little details. But for now, I'm just picking um, full duplex. And another thing is um, for voltage supply, um, while I could have a little boost converter, it would be cool if I could get it working off of 3.3 volts because, um, that way I wouldn't have to add an additional, you know, boost converter. And um, this part kind of came up first. So it has the most in stock and the price is pretty inexpensive. It's one of the least lesser expensive ones. And I'm always into like anything that has over 10,000 pieces in stock is kind of like a good sign for me because it's like, oh, this is like a standard stocking part. A lot of people use it. So you have to have a lot of them in stock. Um, so I'm going to start with the... ISL 8340 um, 490 and this part uh, I can open up the data sheet um, it's a 3.3 volt supply but it's 5 volt tolerant um, and it can go up to 10 megabits so it's high Data rate, it was designed in 2018, so it's kind of got a more, you know, it's more modern. There's a couple that are older, but that's a fairly modern date for something like this. And it looks like they have a couple variations. So they have versions that are slew rate limited, uh, that have low power shutdown, or that are, it looks like basically you can either have full duplex or low power shutdown. You can't have both, which makes sense. It's like if you're full duplex, it means that you're kind of waiting for signal. You're gonna, you can't really go into low power mode because you're, you're waiting and listening. Whereas on half duplex, you could tell the chip, hey, you know, there's, I'm not waiting for a message, so like go into power down and I'll tell you when to listen for um, getting at idle. So it looks like there's a couple options there um, for this chip, but they're all, um, you know, they're, they're all this kind of standard uh, SOIC. This is the half duplex and this is the full duplex version. So... I don't know. Uh, looks pretty good. Um, I basically have to look into, um, again, whether I want to get this, um, you know, what's more important, ba basically having a half duplex, low power, controllable, or full duplex. It, you know, kind of does its own thing, um, but, um, you know, you don't have to switch between one or the other. I don't know which wiring setup people tend to use more. So 
I'll look into that and um, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll pick which subvariant. But this family looks really good. And of course, I love Intersil and um, Winnesauce. They're a great chip maker. So I'm feeling pretty confident with my decision. So I'll, um, I'll get some samples. I'll start working this into the design. And then when I do a prototype, I'll pick up a DMX light or something and I'll try to just get it working. Or I'll just build two and I'll try to get signals uh, transmitting back and forth. That's a great search.